This is Your Working Life, a podcast that provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. I'm a speaker, a career and executive coach, and today I welcome Terry Matthews to the show. Terry, welcome. Hi, Carolyn. So glad to be here. Oh, I'm really excited to have you on the show. We're going to talk about Jaden's Voice, an autism nonprofit that you created that's helping people around the world. So let's get right to it. Terry, your passion has always been helping people, both overcoming obstacles and achieving their dreams. But one of your biggest inspirations comes from your son, Jaden, who was diagnosed with autism at the age of three. He's now 11. Tell us about that journey and how this turned into a global opportunity to help people. So uniquely enough, um, you know, I am a firm believer that all things happen with intention and purpose. And uh, I love the Lord and I love um, sometimes the way that he teaches us, we don't all, it doesn't always feel good, but going through the process, we understand that it's just part of us drawing closer to what I believe our purposes are in life. So here I am, I have a son who's diagnosed. I am an executive. I own multiple businesses known a little bit as a serial entrepreneur. And then my son is diagnosed with autism, something that my business relationships nor my pockets, right. Were, would prepare me for what Mm -hmm. autism would take me through. So, um, because of Jaden, I have learned a lot um, when it came to dealing with people, when it came to providing services to a community, the roadblocks that were there, the obstacles. I grew as a, a mother, as a person, as a partner, as a community leader. And I've definitely utilized the skill sets that I had before Jaden was diagnosed with autism to continue to help the community. So... Incredible. You know, I, I love this this uh, little tagline. You often refer to yourself as the Olivia Pope that didn't sleep with presidents. And I say that not only as a scandal fan, but just as I appreciate you as a woman who really fixes things and solves problems and navigates through really complicated things. And, and what people may not know about you is, yes, you have this extraordinary business background and human resources expertise. So how did this help you leverage Jaden's voice? So um, what was unique about it is, is again, it kind of goes back to God handling preparation, right? Here I am. I'm working in HR. We know with uh, human resources, we we weigh on the side of both the employer and also the employee uh, walking the fine line and making sure that, you know, nobody gets uh, sued or hurt or, you know, employee relations issues are handled and taken care of in ways that, you know, that uh, employers are making investment into their employees because that's their biggest investment. So here I go. I take all of this information, expertise that I have. Um, I, I maximize areas that I've saw Fortune 500 companies that I've worked for that I recognized they weren't doing well in. Um, I were I was able to build my own companies and corporations and put a different spin on HR because I believe that if you make an investment in people, then you'll get back that return on investment through people. And then I took the, those skills and then rolled it into this nonprofit organization and um, utilized that to help not only build the organization from the inside out, but also build the people that we were servicing. So the folks in the community who are having their children diagnosed with autism or those care providers or teachers who are servicing people on the spectrum. So I utilized my HR skills and business skills to do that. Um, Just understanding that a nonprofit is still a business and that you can still operate uh, with your heart. You know, sometimes we make a lot of decisions that are just cut and dry and it boils down to a bottom line, but people are the bottom line. And, and, 
what I feel in business. And so um, that's what helped me build Jaden's voice. It helped me have a connection to people and it helped me begin to fix things, but just in a different way. So Terry, let's drill down and and get real. Uh, You have been so candid and so poignant and so authentic. You know, Jaden's diagnosis really threw you. It was unexpected. And I know millions of parents are listening to this and saying, I had no idea, you know, my kid's on the spectrum, now what? And we're gonna talk about the forthcoming online television show called On the Spectrum. But what's your advice parent to parent for those people that are listening that are just devastated and scared and don't know where to turn. Well, and for me, you know, um, as you said, Caroline, I am very candid. At this point in time in my life, there were a couple things that were happening. Jaden is not my only child. He was the last of three children. He was a child that uh, wasn't planned or expected. I was married at the time to Jaden's dad. Um, we we were in a relationship that we were uncertain that was going to continue to move forward. We did end up in a divorce, but we co-parent well today together. Um, and so now we have this child that's diagnosed with autism. I'm at the height of my career in corporate America. I have businesses that are going well. And now I have this obstacle that's placed before me. And I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know what autism was. I didn't know who to call. I didn't know how to handle it. And at least when Jaden was diagnosed and very similar to today, when I went to figure that out, because my experience was it took him eight months to get to a doctor. It took them three months to write his diagnosis out. And I went to a mailbox pulled out 48 pages out of a manila envelope that said, after all the medical jargon, the last page uh, said diagnosis semicolon autism. Wow. That didn't tell me what to do or how to do it. And when you are a person that's used to fixing things, it was like, how do I begin to fix this? How do I fix myself? What does this mean for myself, my children, my family, my future? And um, it was pretty devastating. And there were times that, you know, I felt like, you know, I cried, I dried up my tears, and then I say I put on my combat boots and I knew that it was time to go to war. And I didn't know what, what that war looked like. I didn't know if I should bring a knife or a gun to the fight, if that mm. makes any sense. And so I want parents to understand that those feelings that you have, it's okay to have them. I didn't want to give myself permission to have those feelings because I felt like as a mom, I was failing, right? I, Because I didn't understand the language of autism. I always say it has its own language. It has its own ABCs of autism. And I didn't know where to turn or how to turn. And here I am, educated, uh, uh, access to resources, and I don't know what to do. So I had to really go through the college. I got a PhD in autism, and yeah. then I began to share that information with other families. So you're not alone if you're feeling that way. Um, it doesn't mean you failed. Uh, it, it just means that this is another point in time in your life. And whatever this is, I promise you, I always say an adversity is where you find your anointing. And in my crisis, I got closer to Christ and I was able to take whatever I learned and begin to share it with the world in different countries and different languages to help them be an advocate and a voice for their own family member. Thank you for being so vulnerable and candid there. That really means a lot. And you are a fierce advocate, and I say that as an absolute compliment. And you're creating a new online television show, which uh, debuts this spring called On the Spectrum. Tell us about that. 
So On the Spectrum was really birthed out of um, the need to reach a larger audience. Um, and I found that when people turned on the television show, especially a lot of moms who may have given up their jobs and now they're at home raising their children or, you know, they have gotten terminated from their jobs and they're, you know, they are watching TV throughout the day. And there are a lot of things that are showing people being successful um, and also during, do, dealing with neurotypical kids. But there's nobody talking to that population um, of parents that are dealing with autism. So I wanted to create this show so that we had an opportunity to show like, we're always fixing our kids and or trying to fix the problem. But I wanted to bring it down to, you know, the real deal of what we deal with daily and how to show people how to create um, types of therapies within their own home that allows them like a sensory bottle or weighted blanket. So we're giving product reviews. We're talking to parents about how to build things and how to work with their kids right in their own home because they might not either have the resources or the financial uh, support to get those additional services that their kiddos may need. And then we're just talking about to parents not to forget about themselves because right. there is life after autism. So we're going to, you know, there's some tears, but we're going to dry it up with laughter. It's fun. It's lighthearted. It's educational. It's informative. And it's just not all this heavy stuff about autism because autism doesn't have to be heavy. You know, I was really uh, impressed with the Jaden's Voice website, and I'll give that that website address. It's Jaden, J-A-D-E-N-S Voice, jadensvoice.org. And it's an extraordinary journey through what autism is, because I think there's a misperception for people that don't have a personal experience with it. And you are dispelling those myths and just humanizing the fact that people with autism are people. So tell me more about the voice uh, uh, that you're trying to put out into the world through jadensvoice.org. So I want to I want to help erase a lot of the stigmas that are associated to with autism. Um, the Good Doctor is a great show that's out, but it also only shows one picture of autism. We have this saying in the autism community: if you meet one child with autism, you've only met one child right. with autism because right. no two children are alike. So even the reason why our, the name of our organization is Jaden's Voice is Jaden was speaking when he was two and a half, three. He lost all ability to point speak, and he was completely in a diaper. So here I had this child that was here, but the lights were out. No one was home, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. And so I had to become his voice. And then I started teaching people how to become a voice. So we always say, you know, I am their voice until they're strong enough to have a voice of their own. And um, we just want to race, you know, the myths, the stigmas that are associated. These are brilliant kids. They have a lot to offer. And I want parents to understand how to navigate and learn the way that they learn instead of us trying to always force on them the way that we think that they should learn. You know, your reach is global. So I want to hear about that. And uh, certainly you're, you're well ensconced nationally as well. Tell us a little bit about the, the demographic. What's the best audience to be able to take advantage of the Jaden's Voice resources? So um, our, we, we do help across the United States and globally. We, are, we have two centers in Africa. One we partner with another organization in Ghana. The second one is our, um, our own uh, schools that we have in Zambia. We just built roofs. We have 585 kids there. We have multiple classrooms. We're building more rooms because um, we have such a huge population of people that are there, that are in school, teachers, we're teaching teachers and care providers on the ground. And we meet with many countries. So we've met with people in Japan and Malaysia and China, 
um, and also Russia and Poland to identify what does autism look like there, places in Egypt um, to see, you know, what's different, what, what do they need more of, what do they need less of. And you know what was so unique to me, Caroline, is that around the world, I would think just because of either language barrier, you know, there's all those types of things, cultural sensitivities and those types of things. But the common need around the world is exactly the same. It's the need to access resources. It's the need to understand what autism is. It's the need to know how to um, build things to support our children, build structures, uh, even in our own homes, right? Like how to manage our children. That need is uh, across the whole United States, no matter what your nationality, ethnicity, or race. So one thing autism has shown me is that, you know, it doesn't discriminate, right? It doesn't care about the color of your skin, your economic background, if you have a degree or not, like it impacts every single family. This isn't a, um, a, a diagnosis that's only associated with a group or type of people. And so um, the, the awesomeness about being able to help around the world is, you know, you think, hey, if I build a sensory, if I teach a mom here how to take a good old fashioned water bottle, some water, some glue, and I build this sensory bottle that helps their kid um, deal with sensory issues. Oh, that's only here applicable in the United States. It's actually applicable everywhere and every country and every neighborhood and every village that I've ever had a chance to visit. All of them need the same exact thing. So it's, it's what's so, what's been so awesome about this experience and even creating this show is the things we're creating and we're showing. It's not just applicable here in America. It's applicable worldwide. So that's pretty cool to me. That's very cool. Terry, the, the enthusiasm and passion is just palpable and infection in your voice, and I thank you for that. You're doing extraordinary things. So let me ask you, woman to woman, how do you take care of yourself? Because that's important, too, because you are such an advocate for others. Do you, do you take time to step back and say, what do I need? You know what? Thank you so much for that question. Um, that's an awesome question. And I wish I could say right on this radio, oh, I take that time. I haven't. I hadn't for a long time. And I had to take a step back and um, I had to add that to my life in a particular way. I needed to understand how to decompress. I think sometimes um, I'm on, I call it, I'm on go. I'm mm -hmm. on go so much. I want to change so much. And there's so many lives and parents. And even when I, I am sitting there like reading through my Facebook, because some people may not say a message directly on my page, but I'll have, I, sometimes I have 300 messages on inbox where parents are talking or asking certain questions. And um, a lot of the times I find myself telling them not to forget about themselves. And I said, you know what, I have to take this, this medicine myself that I'm giving to everybody else. And so, you know, I do spend a lot of time with God because that's where I get my download from. Um, but there are times like, you know, I had to say, you can't feel guilty for going to get a facial, right, you know, and right. not being available on your phone. It is extremely important as women. I don't believe in the word balance because every time I think about balance, it reminds me of a scale. And what does a scale <laughs> show you that everything is always equal and everything can't always be equal. I'm remarried. I have other children. I have responsibilities as a businesswoman. I have responsibilities to the organization and nothing's ever going to always be, you're not even equal in marriage. There's no 50, 50. Sometimes you're given 60 and somebody's given 40 and 30 and 70. It's never always equal. So I don't want us to beat ourselves up because we didn't answer the phone at the same time. We didn't, you know, we didn't send the email at the same time. We didn't talk at the same time. It's kind of like we have to understand that there's going to be give and take. And part of that giving and taking is taking time 
for yourself and being okay with this. If, if I am not okay, then I can't give the best that I need to do in reference to my business, my family, the community that I serve. So I, I had to take that medicine myself. And so this year I've done that. I've made, I know the year just started, but the end of 2017 and the beginning of 2018, I started doing the small things that matter, like go have a chocolate chip cookie with milk and don't feel guilty about it. And don't answer your phone and read a couple chapters of a book and it's okay. You go girl. That is the best way. Oh, well, I'm proud of you, but I am extraordinarily impressed with all that you do. And I want to thank you, Terry, for joining me on Your Working Life. I learned so much from your story and your message that there is life after autism. And I know our global listeners will want to check out jadensvoice.org. Thank you. Thank you for your great work, your grit, your tenacity, your courage. You are amazing. Thank you, Caroline. Appreciate being here and sharing. And if you like the show, please subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud, or even better, leave us a review. And I want to give a special shout out to my extraordinary Your Working Life colleagues, Laura Deck, our Executive Director of Publicity and Communications, and Claire McInerney, our Executive Producer, without whom this podcast would not be possible. Thank you for all the expert work you do to make this show valuable to our audience. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Thanks for listening. 